Guys, welcome to the podcast. Before we get started, as ever, remember that all the information you're about to hear is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any illnesses or diseases. Please make sure to consult your healthcare practitioner before implementing any of the things we may discuss in this podcast. Speaking of education, if you're an exercise professional, coach or anyone working within the realms of health and fitness, when you're done listening here, make sure to head on over and check out our education portal at www themusclementors.co.uk if you like us and truly care about the well-being of your clients about getting access to the best and most up-to-date information in the areas of exercise mechanics hypertrophy sleep improving your online coaching services and much much more then be sure to join up you'll gain access to endless hours of content focused around everything you need to become a truly elite coach and get your clients in the best physical shape possible this is all in the form of video lectures weekly live education sessions and study groups you also get early access to our podcast and access to any exclusive Q&A segments we do with our guests. The content never stops on the portal. It's not a one-off course. It's an ever-evolving learning platform designed to give you the best information possible in this area. Head on over to our website and become part of our epic community, full to the brim of other professionals who, like yourself, are focused on providing the best health and physique-related results for their clients. Join us and them and gain the resources, support and accountability you need to become the elite of the health and fitness industry. For now, though, grab yourself a pen and paper and enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome back to the Muscle Mentors podcast. Um, guest interview, I don't know what we're on. 39, I reckon, 39. Something like that. <laughs> That's quite a lot. Um, we are joined by, well, I'm joined by Cal, co-host as ever, Um and we are joined together by Mr. Dan Luke, um, who is an absolute hero. Um, just putting it out there. Um, <laughs> and um, no, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to have Dan on. Um, so it's going to be kind of a business orientated chat today. Um, you know, Dan's working in, the, uh, in that sector um, and has a lot of juicy stuff to share. So I think we'll start by saying, Dan, welcome. And if you, uh, you want to give us a bit of an intro about yourself and... Um, and kind of tell us a bit about your journey because you were originally in the fitness industry so through the fitness industry through the, the marketing industry and then to where you are today a little bit um a little bit here and everywhere mate but yeah no i appreciate it thank you um it's good to be on um where do i even start so originally kind of let's start with where i am today so i own a what is essentially a marketing agency but then i also do consulting as a kind of passion project on the side which is um um kind of like how i've built up a, a reputation let's say in the in the business sector um but you know rewind five or six years ago um maybe even longer to be honest um i was starting out as a pt did an eight-week qualification with the training room um and you know i was left to just kind of my own device on the gym floor of pure gym quit after six months because I had no idea how to get clients. Didn't really, con didn't really know how to do a PT session, to be honest. It was, uh, you know, if you weren't doing a giant set on leg extensions and a hundred burpees, I was kind of <laughs> struggling for, uh, yeah, for workouts really. So I ended up quitting after six months because I just couldn't get the clients. I was making a little bit of money, but nothing enough really to survive. Um, and I also had no understanding of how to manage money. I was, you know, I was new to being self-employed, had no idea what I was doing, 
thought, you know, everything that I made was mine. Um, just, just no real idea. So I ended up quitting and becoming a uh, assistant manager at Pure Gym, which I then went on to open a, another branch in Sheffield. And that was kind of like my first insight to, into business. But I didn't actually like it back then. I actually found it quite <laughs> difficult to be managed. I liked doing my own thing. And I actually really started to miss fitness. So um, I then kind of went into competing, met a coach. And, you know, for the next four or five years, I just began trying to establish my name as a bodybuilder, as a, as a, well, as a muscle model. I am, an, I am, in fact, a Miami pro pro, if you did not know. So <laughs> it's... Um, but no, seriously. Um, yeah. Why is, that, why is that not on your Instagram bio, mate? <laughs> it's um, it was either Miami Pro Pro or DM me millionaire, you know. So I did I didn't know which <laughs> one to go with. No, but you know, in all seriousness, I, I genuinely loved it. I loved bodybuilding, um, and it was it was just my everything, and I was obsessed with it for four or five years, you know. And I, I the desire at the time was, um, you know, I wanted to be the best prep coach or you know the one of the best coaches for transformations or whatever at the time um it was only kind of when i started to notice peaks and troughs within my business that i started to pay more attention to my you know the business side of things because i was always finding myself i'd have really good months i'd, I'd get more clients than you know what i did ever achieved previously but then a month or two later, I was back down to kind of like posting out. I was looking for clients and things again. I had no long-term goal, no vision, no strategy. And um, I think to be completely honest, I just didn't know what I wanted or where I was going in life. But I was just so happy in doing what I was doing. Like I loved like waking up every day, you know, doing my check-ins. But, you know, by me not having a plan, I always found that the quality of my services suffered the more quantity I got as well. So by me not having a plan, I was actually doing my clients a disservice, you know, taking two days to get back to a check-in, you know, not responding to a message not even giving everyone the, the support that they needed all the time. So kind of when I started to make, you know, what was at the time a little bit of money, I was thinking, all right, well, I want obviously more of this, but how do I do it without, you know, constantly having to go back and forth within the clients because I also didn't want to damage my reputation as a as a trainer because I, I wanted to provide the quality of service. I wanted to help more people. I wanted to get more people on stage. But that same ambition was also crippling me because I couldn't cater to everyone, you know? So, or not that I couldn't cater, but I couldn't provide the same quality of service to some as I could others, you know? Um, so yeah, that kind of sent me on a little journey. And, um, from, from there, I then moved my business to a, or part of my business to a subscription model. Um, I was kind of lucky enough to get a bit of exposure in like newspapers and stuff about what I was trying to achieve. I've always had huge aspirations as well. So, you know, I've always looked to, you know, the material things in life and think, you know, how, how, how can I get this? I want this for my family. Um, and yeah, I started to, I started to think a little bit bigger and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, the, the subscription model, I was going through rounds of investment. I had people wanting to get involved in that. But I, again, for me, I'm sitting down with investors and people that know all about business talking about this, that cash flow forecast, you know, and I'm thinking the only forecast I know is like what's happening with the weather tomorrow, if it's raining or not, 
<laughs> you know, I'm um, I'm a PT. I'm originally from Rotherham. You know, I'd moved to this big city, Manchester. I'd end up getting an office in the city centre where I actually, funnily enough, met Cal for the first time. And I was, yeah, as I said, like the ambition and the drive was always there, but I just never had any structure. And I'm, I'm confident enough to say that I was like most people that I see today are like, they're just in the hamster wheel, spinning the wheel, keeping the momentum going, but they're kind of not, they're scared of taking the foot off the gas to think about, right. What, what am I actually doing? What do I actually want? And where am I actually going? You know, I was just in that more, 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 want to help more, want to make more, want to do more. But actually, you know, if I'd have just taken that step back, maybe I could have seen that investment over the line, but yeah, that's that's what really opened my eyes, you know, just understanding, also understanding how much money there out there is in the world as well. I know this, this is, a, I know you guys are in fitness, but it's a business episode today. And I think for trainers, sometimes they think, oh, no one's going to pay me 150 pound a month. I was having conversations where people weren't willing to invest a million, but they were looking to invest three. So to think that like a trainer has, you know, like a, the nerves thinking, oh, you know, I've got a Zoom call today, a consultation, are they going to pay me 150 pound? They put too much attention on that where realistically there's so much money out there. It's not even, you know, I, I rarely believe that price is an objection. It's more so have we understood their, you know, their wants, their goals and are, are we right for them? So a little, little, little bit of a tangent there, Luke. I think that answered my my journey. Um, so, I mean, there'll be tons of people that can relate to that. I mean, I know I can, especially like before this last, what, few, six, well, a few months of working with you and, and kind of getting exposed to this side of things, I would have been also like forecast. Yeah. Raining? Is that what you yeah. mean? <laughs> <laughs> Zero kind of, um, you know, respect that area of, of, of the business and like and, and that's the thing like we you know we talk yeah we're in the fitness industry and my, people might be like oh, this doesn't relate but it's like it's very much relates to what we do um and yeah. it's, we have an understanding of it which is why it's cool to come across individuals like yourself that actually you know understand it and can kind of provide you know communicate the information in a way that's relatable and easy to take on board Rather than again, like us, yeah, all these other PTs and stuff getting kind of lost in the in the weeds and be like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm dealing with here. Yeah. Well, do, do you know what? It's a, it's a good thing that you mentioned that because after I kind of the fitness business wasn't a failure by no means, but I had ambitions of it being, you know, the next big app and everything. So, to, in, in my eyes, it was still a failure. But you know, if you was to look at the numbers back then, m most people would say, you know, it was doing it, it was doing very well. But from there, I then kind of started to take my lessons and, and think, right, you know, where I went wrong, people were seeing me still do well and they saw the ambition and stuff. And I thought, you know, can I apply what I'm learned, uh, learning and learned to other people and their businesses? And that's really what started the consulting. You know, I started running seminars in Manchester where people would come down and learn about business for the day or not learn about business because there's, there's definitely, you know, multimillionaires and people more qualified about business than me, but I was just teaching what I knew. And, you know, that, that time it was very basic and very easy to digest and stuff. Um, and then sooner or later, I found that, you know, the passion had gone from fitness to, I think this is with age as well at the time, you know, <clears throat> fitness, I was probably what starting out at 23, took me up till about 28. So, you know, my twenties was 
you know, all fitness, all fitness. But then I think when I started to go to my late twenties, I, I just changed the person, you know, um, I, you know, I went from 255 pounds to, I just, I just, I just didn't, I didn't want that for me anymore, you know? So I, I had like a little identity crisis cause Dan Luke was Dan Luke, the prep coach. So, you know, I've got Craig in the office with me here uh, today. We, you know, we're working on our business now, head socials. And we were just talking about this identity crisis that I had because I just felt that I was this one person. So when I stepped away from that, it was, it was really difficult to kind of think, well, who am I without clients there with this bodybuilding identity and stuff. And sooner or later, it's took two years, well, three years now, but you know, I'd like to think that people now know me for being, you know, excited about business and not, you know, I've got no fitness clients now um, in terms of like personal training or online coaching clients. My fitness clients are all, business consulting or marketing clients. Um, so it took, it took a long time to make that transition. And there was, there was probably a time where it was, it used to be so difficult because I'd think I was doing so well as a trainer. Why, you know, why have I done this? I, I left an industry that I was essentially thriving in or, you know, thriving at, at least behind the scenes to kind of do something that I was underqualified in, but just really enjoyed. Mm. You know, so there was two years where I would just had, I had my head in the books. I, I started to go outside fitness you know, I did experience in oil and energy. Um, I started to meet more people and yeah, it just started to really open my eyes as to, you know, this is what I'm truly passionate about, but um, I had to learn so much and I, I, I was never resentful, but sometimes I was because there was people doing better than me. And I used to think I used to have that. I used to have that, you know, and you know, now I'm in a much better position, but there was definitely a huge learning curve. And I think a lot of the reason I wanted to mention that was because I do, see so many trainers kind of still reach out to me, you know, and I, and I, I, you know, I have to say like now I'm in a position where, you know, I'm working with you guys. I work with kind of the elite of the elite within the fitness industry. Now I can't, I can't help everyone, you know, with it, within, you know, within there. So when people come to me thinking that I can help them, they always end up saying, you know, I've seen this person doing this and it's nowhere near as good as mine. And it's, you know, they feel exactly how I used to feel a little bit. And I, and I can relate to that so much, but in truth, it's kind of, it's nothing to do with them being better than you. It's whether it's just consistency or just they're focused on themselves and not, you know, other yeah. things. So it's kind of like that conversation, which we've had when we had Joe Bennett on, you know, when, and Joe was, when he was working as a PT in the gym and, and, you know, he would see these guys that were like, doing really you know doing better than him and he'd be like oh, fuck's sake you know and, and i've been in that position i cow's probably been there like everyone's probably been there especially when you're kind of studying some of these areas you know like, oh, i know more than that guy what the hell you know i should be i should be crushing them i should be the busiest guy in this gym and then you kind of take a step back and go okay what are they doing that i'm not doing okay he's better communicates or he's better at this or he understands mm-hmm. this better about his clients that's that's why it's better yeah. and that's where it is so important because you know i you know this learning curve that you mentioned and it's something i've kind of embraced um because the um and we've had to embrace as a company because the you know when you're taking this role of being a self-employed you know entrepreneur that you know if you work in a company that they sort all the business stuff out for you you never have to worry about it but if you're working self-employed and you're trying to build a living on your own you got to have an appreciation and understanding this stuff which is why you got to seek out people like yourself 
Um, yeah, and do, and do you know what? Like, it's, I, I'm very good at just kind of opening people's eyes as well. Like, I'm not qualified in financial management. I'm not a accountant, but I know a lot about the the legalities, the tax, things like that. So, at, at least even kind of, I always use the analogy with you know, if you don't know how much a website costs and someone says it's five grand, you're going to pay five grand because you don't know that someone's going to do it for two or three better or equally as good. Mm. And it's the same when it comes to kind of what I do now as well. Um, the main reason that I'm hired is obviously to help people with systems operations. And once that's sorted, let's focus on the marketing side of things and getting this out there. But the people that I end up working with, I always end up trying to say, look, you maybe want to have these conversations with your solicitors, with your accountants, with, you know, whoever, because as a business person, you want the best for your business, but also for you as well. Cause I never knew like, I mean, I did the live in the portal last time and I touched on it, but no one's paying our pensions. No one's paying our retirements. And these are things as fitness professionals listening to this, that really we need to be getting smart with and sitting down and thinking, right, well, what, what am I actually doing? Cause I'm making a bit of money, but nobody wants to be on the gym floor at 55, still trying to get one-to-one -one clients because they've not got any savings or they've not been smart with their investments. So as much as I'm hired to kind of, do a specific thing i always do try and at least sit down with the people and say look you need to be having these conversations for, like for your own best interest mm. amen which so, kind of brings brings on to the next question or which would be with that in mind like where you know let's say we've got someone who's new you know set up a new online business which is obviously very popular recently or they've got an established online business that isn't maybe as successful as they want it to be where would be like the best places for them to start when it comes to like setting that thing up efficiently and so it's ready to scale and you know what are the things in terms of I know you use the term getting their ducks in a row yeah well that that just comes back to the, the, one of the first things that I'd do if you are listening to this and or if anyone is listening to this should I say that does or has ever ever felt resentful towards someone else being you know doing better than them at this particular stage even though they think they're better and stuff one of the first things that I would do is stop kind of focusing on what everyone else is doing and actually think about what it is that you want. Because something that I've genuinely, truly found is a lot of people are doing something, but they're not actually sure why they're doing it. Like they're, I, are you building your business to sell? Are you building your business to provide you with an income that you're then going to buy property with or other assets? Or are you just going to start saving it? Is this going to be your forever job? You know, is it, what is it that you want to be in business for? If, I mean, if it's fitness, for example, and you're passionate about helping people with their weight, their, you know, getting on stage, whatever it may be, that's absolutely fine. But understand what you want from it, because we're seeing this society on Instagram where, you know, we can do courses, we can do this and we promise this and making 20 grand a month is not for everyone. Like making 5,000 a month is not for everyone. It's, it's not all about money. People do really need to be honest with themselves and think about what it is that they want, you know, because it's great to see, you know, one fitness professional driving a Lamborghini and saying, you know, my course, this, my course, that, whatever. And this is no, like, I'm not taking a, a dig at anyone, but I'm just saying it's the society we live in where we think that we've got to have that. Whereas, a lot of people I know, you know, people like do this thing now in fitness where it's like, oh, I'm onboarding my clients and it shows like the tagging 
their clients who they're onboarding. So then the next person's thinking, oh my God, they're onboarding four people a day. I've only done four this week. You know, it's it's a society where we live, we, we, we think that we've got to have this, but most people wouldn't even want a Ferrari if they didn't know what a Ferrari was. You know, it's like, you don't have to, if you just want to have a three bedroom townhouse, you know, somewhere and drive a Toyota Prius and, you know, whatever, then you can do that. Don't like, but you need to first like understand what it is that you want. You know, do you want to employ people? Do you just want it to be you and you want no more than 50 clients? They, they, they really do before anyone starts, they need to understand what it is that they're getting into why is that they're doing it and like what they want out of it? Yeah. So, so largely coming back to, to establishing a business plan, you know, essentially what, which, I mean, I've heard the approach of, and I don't know if this one you use where people say, okay, like I'm going to write down everything, you know, where my business would be in 10 years, ideally. And then they kind of work back from there. Like what are the things I bought? I want my business to look like this in 10 years. So what do I need? And they kind of backtrack. Okay, I need to put this and get this involved at some point. I need to hire these sorts of people at some point, and then they eventually set out the timeline to be able to get there. Is yeah. that the sort of thing you would use, or do you have any other? Well, to be, to be completely honest, I mean, for a so that there's two types of business. Obviously, you've got your limited companies, and you've got your sole traders. So most personal trainers, unless they're over the VAT bracket, are going to be sole traders anyway, which you know, is, is, is absolutely fine. So if you're a sole trader, you just, you are a service-based business, right? You know, you, you can have a business plan and stuff, but realistically, you're just being paid to provide a service. Whereas I think a limited company is something that would probably have a little bit more structure. So, you know, before, um, let's just say my, my, my consulting services don't have a business plan. I don't actually try and sell my consulting like services. I, I network and I get gigs, but I don't, have a plan as to forecast and things like that. Whereas Hedge Socials and our marketing agency, we I had to have everything in place months before. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, month 18 is going to be this higher. I know that the, I, I, that's all mapped out. But for, for, for listeners listening to this, it's more so understanding how is it you're going to help people? Are they willing to pay? You know, is the problem bad enough that, you, you know, is the problem you're solving bad enough for them to kind of want to pay for it? You know, because I really don't think that people need to complicate it too much. They just need to understand what's the problem I'm fixing. Why am I going to do it better or more convenient than everyone else? Or how can I differentiate myself in a saturated market? And then one clue is in the name as well, personal training. You know, people buy into people. So, so I, I mean, again, I really don't like to see too many people doing the same thing because we're having an identity crisis again where everyone's doing the same carousels the same you know and again this is not me having a dig I just want to encourage something that I said recently was when I was if I go into a room now I had this conversation with a girl last week and I said if I go into a room now and say I'm a consultant people like ooh, like you know that think it's great but if I go in a room and tell people I'm a personal trainer it's like oh you, you, like there's just no, I feel like we, we, and I say we, because like as much as I'm as I, I am a businessman now, like in my heart, I'm still a personal trainer and kind of, I do think that the industry doesn't get the respect that it deserves. And that is quite frustrating. And I think for us to get more respect as professionals, we need to kind of 
understand who we are, what we do, treat ourselves as professionals, you know, and have, you know, structure in place, systems in place, whatever it may be. Yeah. Amen. I, I was thinking then, what, were you, what was the question that he asked me? I completely forgot about it. I just went off on such a tangent. Well, I think there's a just, lot of thing around the business plan, but like kind of, again, it's, it's, you know, it's the thing of there's some people that might not need that level of detail. Yeah, there's, there's really not. I think once you understand what you want from the, like, right. So if someone comes to me and says, Dan, I want to be, you know, the next F45 gym franchise, they're going to need a business plan. You know, if someone, if someone says to me, Dan, I want my first 50 clients, they're not going to need a business plan. They're probably just going to need an understanding of their consumer, their consumer's psychology mm-hmm. and, you know, how it is that they're going to deliver their service. And then, and yeah, it, yeah, some key strategies to ensure they can execute it, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because in, in you know, if you were to set up a, let's say um, we set up a e-commerce um, skincare brand now, we're going to have to buy stock. We're going to have to find suppliers, delivery fees. You know, we're going to be 10 grand down before we even make a penny. Mm. Whereas a personal trainer can literally now open an Instagram account, a Facebook page, and just start putting out there, I've got myself some abs. I've got my client this. Like, I'd love to help more people. And they're making money like that. Mm. You know, I just think that the big one of the biggest issues I see other than the plan is that they they don't understand their consumer psychology. What is it that they want, you know? Yeah, which is a big area. I know that's something you kind of drew our attention to, um, you know, and, and actually taking the time to sit down and come up with different consumer profiles and stuff. So, like, for the people that are in that similar situation, because, again, like, that consumer profile would be relevant to anyone, like, whether they're a sole trader, whether they're someone that requires more of a plan and everything like that. Yeah. Are there any key things you'd recommend there in terms of how they go about establishing that is that a case of consulting with professionals or is there stuff they can do or tools they can implement to kind of gauge that themselves well i mean listen by all means if you want to pay me to help you with the consumer psychology then do it but i don't genuinely think that most people need to you know it's um it is something that they can do themselves uh there'll be things that they should probably look for i imagine yeah well so you know if, if I'm selling to personal trainers, let's say I, I want to sell to personal trainers and I want to help them improve their business. You know, I know what their problems are. I know that they've not got enough clients. I know that they want more clients, you know, so you have, I always relate it this to a client is here. So let's say a client starts with the muscle mentors um, for coaching, not for the portal, but for coaching. Let's say they're here and they want to be here. We are simply the bridge between those two areas. And what they tend to, what we tend to find is we have versions of ourselves as well. So here, the client starts, they're overweight, they're unhappy, you know, whatever else it may be. They're not confident, you know, they're lacking self-esteem. Maybe for a comp prep person, it's, you know, they've not got enough muscle, they didn't get lean enough, they didn't time it right. So their problem, there's going to be problems for whoever it is you're working with. You know, if I talk about my agency now, the problem is that the, um, their store in town hasn't got enough traffic. They've not got enough leads and awareness. They need, they need marketing. So there's problems. The bridges are service, but before we even tell them about our service, we need to understand where they want to be. And that, that is kind of, they want to be leaner, happier. You know, they want to be less stressed. They want more clients. They don't want to be comparing themselves to others. So when you understand both sides of the story, you can then say, right, is my product a right fit? Can I bridge the gap? And if it is perfect, I'll sell, I'll get you on board. But if it's not, 
you know, then you know we're not we're not the right fit. But I just I do I just want to say this as well because you guys actually were just so good at doing what you love to do. You didn't actually never need to consider, am I, you know, what's my consumer psychology in too much depth? You knew there was a problem and you knew what people wanted, but you wouldn't like, and, and I found that with a lot of people and I, there's other coaches, um, a few in the U S that I could th think of now that kind of will have no social strategy, no marketing strategy. They'll probably have no business strategy, but they'll have like financial management. They'll understand their, you know, what's incoming, what's outcoming and stuff but they've simply got to where they are by loving what they do, giving a shit and just being exceptionally good. Mm. And I think that's what we, we, we forget to remember sometimes, you know, I'll have people come to me that's been in the industry 12 months and they want to be kind of where you guys are. And it's like, <laughs> same, you know, same whether it's, whether it's myself as well, they, they forget that we've had seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years in the trenches. You know, I told you earlier, I, I had to quit PT after six months because people used to book in as a joke for 6am for a free taster session I was offering and it was the other PTs. So I'd think, well, I can't even get home. So I'd sleep in the consultation room on the floor for my 6am the next day. And then it was nobody there. It was just the lads laughing when they came in at seven o'clock. So, that, you know, people, they see kind of that version, but they don't see the, the you know, the graph that's gone into that to get them to where they are. And you can, and yes, we can fast track that with consumer psychology, but we're not understanding our consumer psychology to manipulate them. We're, we're understanding the psychology so that we can say we can help. Like we're, we're here. This is what we do. And that, that, that's, that's all it is. Yeah, and it's like understanding who you are able to help. Like we know, I know quite well, like the sort of people, you know, we're looking to help and the people we're most likely to be able to help for a long period of time, the customers that are going to be most valuable to us. They're going to be the guys that are, uh, like, focused on trying to be the, like, scale their knowledge and their education and they're very committed to that that side of things. So the people that, when you see that in their behaviours, they come you know, they come on the portal, they stay for a very long time, if not from the beginning. You know, yeah. they're, they're always kind of engaging with us. They're doing that, you know, doing those sorts of, um, you know, basically putting the effort into the, the educational side. And then there's yeah. people that come on for less than a month and they hop off and you're like, okay, well, I'm not really too worried if they go. Yeah, it's like someone who's dropped off, but they're obviously not the sort of person that we're really aimed at. You know, there's there's some people that, you know, that they'll, and I think it's probably a mistake that a lot of coaches and stuff make, whether it's in the um, coaching side of things as opposed to the education side. Yeah. As soon as anyone comes through their door, they're like, oh my God, I need to get this client. And maybe they don't sign up and then they'd start panicking on shit. And then you get, like take a second to appreciate the, you know, that person's yeah. you know, behavior, what drives them. And maybe you were never going to be in a position to help them anyway, because you're not the type of person they're looking for. Um, That's it. And I think, you know, exactly what you just said there as well. Like we're not, we, none of us should really be in a rush no. to kind of, force someone into a process you know that and like you just said if someone comes into the portal they're there a month or two and they go well it's our job to understand where they are in their journey you know they 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 may be they may want to be in that portal you know if a client signs someone and they drop off after two months a, a pt signs someone and they drop off the two months it's not always necessarily their fault but we need to understand where the consumer is you know they may have thought yep you know now's the time but then they're so stressed with work, you know, life, whatever, you know, for the portal, it could be, they're just, they're not finding the time, 
whatever it may be. So they, they could be back in the next three to six months, but you know, they may go through this, you know, attempt of trying it, trying it. And, you know, you'll always have clients that come to you for coaching that maybe have tried and tried again to get results, but they've just not been, you know, they've not found the right approach or strategy for them as such, you know? So yes. I think, and, um, is that, and, and, and just on the, 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 the psychology kind of thing as well, it's, it's important because we align ourselves with people that we can relate to and agree with and stuff. So it's important, you know, we went through your brand values and what you stood for. Anytime I speak to anyone about the muscle mentors, it's always about quality. It's always about education, you know, with um, the vegan society or, you know, whatever they will shop at the, what's it called? The bath shop lush because they don't do any animal testing. So they align themselves with that because they don't want products that have come from animals. They don't want to eat animals, blah, blah, blah. So that's why, you know, CrossFitters, vegans, bodybuilders, we all have our own niches and stuff. But within those niches, there are sub niches and that's because we get along with them really well. Mm. You know, I, if I'm, if you're teaching time under tension, proper movement, and then I'm just someone that just goes in and like branch Warren, you know, chances, chances are we're not going to kind of, yeah, we can have a conversation, but our cons- my consumers want to go in there and just scream and put some weight on, whereas your guys want to actually execute movements correctly and efficiently, you know? Yeah. So... Uh, you see, like, it reminds me, because I, I just pulled up so I could just see, because it's in the... Uh, I just put together, like, a brand guidelines document, which you guys know of, um, and in there, there's a section called our clients, and it's basically saying how the clients and customers they sit at like the very core of what we do. You know, it's our duty to understand their needs, interests, and behaviors, and awareness of this information. Like there's a lot on here, but ultimately, it's ensuring that we can continue to offer the right support and value for our clients. It's not about like, oh, we got to understand these people so we can manipulate them to buying from us. It's like okay, we got to understand who are likely to buy from us, and then just make sure we continue to provide stuff that's useful for them. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, Luke, me and you have been speaking, but Cal, I'll ask you this. What do you think has got you to where you are? Because you are known as, you know, one of the best coaches and you will, I'm no, no doubt will admit that you never sat down seven years ago and was like, I am going to do two messages per week in, you know, in order to get one client per month. You know, I've never, never done, I've never done that ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. So, what, what, in your opinion, like I'm interested, but in your opinion, what, what would you think that has worked exceptionally well for you? Because I think I know what is, but I'd like to hear from you. I was sweating uh, now. I, can't <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I don't think it's been like any. Uh, there's been no like formula. I think it's just the fact that I've been relentless for several years. And I think a lot of people have the whole concept of like, I need to find a framework to like the, the magic framework that somebody's yeah. going to give me to do well. And the, the fact is like, sometimes it's going to be not great, but if you persist then eventually it will start to work. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say it was Cooper and Ava, but yeah, that's a good one as well. <laughs> as well. <laughs> no, in, in, um, in all seriousness though, it's, it's the exact same as what we're saying earlier. You have got there through relentless passion and just being exceptionally good. And that's, you know, that's why the Muslim Mentors brand is perceived exactly how it is because of, because of that. Whereas going back to what we were saying earlier, not everyone does need that 
in-depth plan and strategy. Again, it comes down to what you want. If you are starting out a business and getting into a business and you think, right, I want to be the next Joe Wicks, maybe at first you're not going to need a plan, but sooner or later you're going to need to have a plan and understand, right, I'm starting here, but what's the next version of my business look like? What softwares do I need? What people do I need? Do I need any people? You know, you've got to start asking yourself all these questions. Um, and it's an evolution as well. Like you don't need to have all the answers starting out, but it is probably a good idea to at least kind of have some goals in mind as to what you want to achieve and not just going into business for the sake of, you know, going in, going into business, mm. you know, because it's not as glamorous as what everyone makes out. I mean, it's, it's great. And, you know, especially if you're following your passion, but at least have some understanding as to what you want from it and what you're going to do. Mm. Amen. And that, yeah. but I think that it kind of the passion that you spoke of there, like, you know, Cal's passion for coaching and, you know, it's been a massive driving force in everything we built. And, you know, we've all got a collective passion in coaching and education and, you know, but that passion for what we're doing is ultimately the, what's, what's helped it. And there'll be so many people that are like, okay, well, well, how can I be successful? And then maybe not actually like, like you were, you know, you were in the fitness industry, but yeah. you were like, uh, you know, maybe this isn't what I'm passionate about. And then you kind of exposed to business and initially you said you weren't passionate, but that passion grew and then now that's like the base of everything you do. Um, yeah. like well, when I was, um, when I just but in Luke, sorry, but when I was coaching and I was kind of at my peak, I was letting people run over with payments and everything. Not, not, sorry, not my peak, but when I was first started to, you know, make a little bit of money, payments were overdue. I never knew kind of who was where I just, I, all I cared about was those check-ins, you know, seven days a week I was doing check-ins and it was just like, that's all. I used to have clients message me be like, Oh Dan, I think my next payment's due. And I'd be like, yeah. And obviously that, that, that's because I felt that they just respected me enough to kind of remind me. Now there were some people that went a month over sometimes or a few weeks over, but it, it always sometimes played itself out. But it was just because I was just, I, I was literally just engrossed in what I was doing and I just loved every second of it, mm. you know? So, I mean, I, would, I definitely wouldn't advise allowing people to pay late and stuff. Like there's, uh, there's smarter ways to go about it. But I do think sometimes just remind, you know, for people listening, remind yourself why you got into this. And yes, it's great to see the likes of these people doing exceptionally well on Instagram, but A, remember where they've come from because no doubt they've been through more shit than you know what you've imagined um but b kind of think about what you want as well like do, do, do you want that and you know don't 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 like take the fun out of something that you got into d doing for loving it just because you're kind of not where you want to be like i know people say that's part of the process listen when the process shit it's, it's painful you know we could we can all make a good youtube video with a bit of violin and piano over the top of it to sound like it's really motivating when someone's gone from homeless to millionaire but listen when you're homeless it's not nice no. so it's um yeah just just remember kind of you you why you got into it and the impact that you're actually making because there's mm. so there's such a big focus on oh, how can i get to 10k a month 10k a month 10k a month like that that would that used to never like be a be a goal for me it was just kind of like how can like, i love this and you know, I'd never had no sales strategy. I just wanted to just do what I loved. And I think if people get that passion back, but have a bit of kind of, you know, business savviness about them as well, like they, they're genuinely, you know, sky's the limit. And, I, and I, I've seen this firsthand. Like I've seen personal trainers earn like salaries in, you know, one month, like people's like 
people doing four years at uni going into like law. I've seen businesses do that in a month or two mm. in fitness. And it's like, who would have ever thought that fitness could be such a, you know, affluent industry, Amen. especially when the profit margins are you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, if, if, if I get a payment as a coach, it's me. It's not like now where I get a payment and it's like, oh, I've got a, I've got this digital guy. I've got this other guy, you know? So I think coaches need to kind of just remember that because it's such a, it's such a space to be in and, you know, you're changing lives. I, I genuinely still do believe that to this day. Like, you know, the, the people are having their lives changed, especially with people working with Gen, Gen, Gen Pot, like bodybuilding such a good niche to be in and everything. But the people impacting kind of, you know, those people that wanted to get in shape, it's not just about the shape. Like you, you guys know it yourself, but we, when you've been through that process of putting on muscle, being shredded, we think differently. You know, you feel different. Like you, you're doing what 99% of the population aren't or, you know, aren't willing to do or can't, can't do. And, and when you, when, when, when you open people's eyes to that, you, you really do change the life. Awesome. Boom. Yeah. The, the, um, the passion thing is, uh, it's worth noting that you've got, a, I'd say passion when combined with, I don't know, empathy is probably your best shot because you can be really, like I know I still get it to this day where I'm super passionate about education. I think everyone should be continuously learning because I'm always continuously learning. So I'm like, I expect that of everyone else. But yeah. the empathy, you're like, actually, I can't expect that from everyone else. But they, you know, and there'll be coaches out there that, you know, they're coached by someone else, like maybe, you know, like Cal, for instance. Cal's an animal when he's on prep. So if someone comes to him and, you know, is not an animal, <laughs> then, you know, it can be sometimes quite frustrating. And, you know, when you get people, like I say, it took me a while to look at those people that come on the site and then they leave quickly. And I, I'll be like, what the fuck, you know? Like, you yeah. know, people should be staying. And they're like, Actually, they're just not the people. They're not like hey, you. You did not want me as your coach in 2014, 15. If, it, if, I, if I saw you put like a glass of red wine or something on your Instagram, sorry, I would, I'd send you a message and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when we project our, our values onto other people, we got to understand that that's not, maybe not what they're valuing, um, which is very important in that whole journey because, you know, it's it, you know passion is awesome as long as you know that that's your passion and you can't expect yeah. that from other people a lot of the time but eventually you will start attracting people that do which is what we you know i say your your ideal customers will quite often reflect your own passions yeah like you know people if we broke down you know our core values and everything like that um our like ideal customers will probably have very similar ones um, yeah 100 so, so that's another thing that people can do is kind of take a moment go and devise or establish what your you know five six core values are and then you kind of go cool this is what i've got to kind of focus my efforts around when i'm kind of producing content it's like people that might value this sort of stuff and then yeah and do you know what just touch on that as well like i i've also found that sometimes their consumers think completely different so if you're if you are selling to a like gen pop person and you are this kind of animal and all this stuff that lacks empathy and stuff then that's where you're going to get such a conflict of interest because if you're prepping five meals a day tracking sleep everything like that and then you're expecting becky who's got three kids and you know works two jobs like it's it does then because that it that's where people begin to get frustrated and it's my clients aren't complying and it's you know it's kind of what you're promising them isn't aligned you know, they, they want to look like that bikini girl, but 
you know, what you're actually doing to get them there isn't for, for that, for that person as well. So I think, as you just said, you need to make sure like my the people that I work with want better from business, from life, you know, not everyone, not everyone is in a position where they are comfortable to talk about money. The people that I align myself with best is how can we make more money? And it's not because we're, you know, pe- people are greedy and they want more money. It's flip the coin and look at the impact that you're having. You know, the portal's great with five people in it, but imagine what the portal looks like with 5,000 people, 5 million people in it. You, you know, you, the, what's going to happen to the industry standard then? Yeah. Trans- so, you know, it's... Um... <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, you, 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 we've got our, you know, our vision, which is obviously kind of pushing towards that. And for the record, we have more than five people. Much more than five, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. Having that vision, you know, that was another thing I put in those brand guidelines. Is like, what are we? You know, what are our efforts focused towards? What's what's the the change that we want to kind of affect in the fitness industry, and then just fucking go after it. You know, that's again, you know, when people are, I think whether you're a sole trader or or a limited, you know, working as a limited company, whatever, the the having a vision would be very helpful for you. Like, what's the what do you want to see in the industry? What do you want to see in the clients you're working with? Like, yeah, yeah. and it, it's good. It's a good job that you mentioned that as well because a lot of people need to recognise that they are not always their business. Like what I want and what my business wants sometimes are complete. Well, not sometimes, but often are different. You know, you, you, like what I would do is know who I am as a person first, set personal goals, and then I'd understand how my business can help me get there and what value I'm going to provide to society in order to help me achieve those personal goals, you know? So it's, um, yeah, as as you just said, the the company formation, Luke, I wouldn't even concern listeners too much with that just yet. I mean, that's another topic for another day because I could talk about finance and accounting all day, but just to kind of go over what we're saying earlier about what do they need, you know, there will be a point if you are looking to scale where you have to consider, you know, the legalities of things and, you know, proper financing and things like that. But right now I, I do think majority of people just need to know what do they want, you know, from life and from business. Um, Cause I know we talk a lot about business here, but I also find that a lot of people that struggle with business also are very not lost in life, but their life goal, vision, purpose as kind of something's happened. It's took them off course. You know, they're not sure what they want. They just want, you know, someone can say, I want more clients, right? Well, one, one person is more like, you know, well, I want 50 more. Well, why do you want 50 more? Have you even got the capacity to handle 50 more? You know, so when it's only when we start doing this, this, this digging that we actually uncover, you know, what is that? I mean, I mean, I've had conversations with personal trainers where I'm like, do you want actually 50 more clients or do you just want 15 grand a month? Because if you want 15 grand a month, I can tell you a much easier way than personal training to get it. Or maybe not a much easier way, but there's definitely other ways you can go and get it. You know, you can go into many other sectors and, and, and you know, eventually get yourself with that. So it's, again, it comes back to reminding them what is it that they want and why is it that they want it? You know, because if, if, if fitness is just a vehicle, then, then fair enough, but understand the game that you're playing. You know? very good advice because there'll be a lot of people out there that maybe listen to this podcast and be like yeah fuck this I'm out of the fitness industry Dan (laughs) where am I going (laughs) but you you know you're laughing but I've I've done Instagram polls before and I asked these questions and had conversations with these people um, 
you know, and, and they've said, yeah, like I'd, I'd be, I'd be totally open to this because, you know, again, it comes back to money, but when you've got someone, let's say you're making a thousand pound a month, you know, 1500 pound a month, people say they, you know, they want the 10, 50 clients or whatever it is. But what about if I just give you 50, like five grand a month to sit on a phone all day, do you still want the five grand a month? Mm. So it's, this is what people really do need to be thinking about. And this is what I was saying to you, like the two years that I took, I, you know, I was still doing well, but I, I really had the brakes on. I was going through, like, ask my partner, there was days that I'd sit at a desk with a back like a prawn studying finance and everything because I needed the knowledge to understand where it was I was going, you know, and I was willing to do that. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm very... I love speak to people. I love sales. You know, I, I love make, I love making money then providing the service. So for me to do that, like I, I really struggle because every day I wanted to be, you know, picking up the phone and being like, listen, listen, have I got something for you? <laughs> you know, but I couldn't, I needed the knowledge. I needed to learn and I needed to take the time to reflect on who I am, what I want and also what my business can you know, for me now, like I'll be open and I'll be honest, I want to provide jobs. Why? Because I want to put, I, w- I want to provide, you know, for the economy. I want to put people into work. I want them to fulfill the work so that then I can move on to do other things. Mm. Like that's, that's just me being honest. Not everyone wants to employ people. Okay, perfect. Fair enough. Mm. You can still do, you know, well, it, it, well, it's not better, mm. you know, you don't need to employ people. Yeah, understanding their business model and going like, oh, I want to work on my own. Yeah, exactly. I want to be as successful as this these guys, but there's ten of them. You know, it's like yeah. understand that you might have to hire someone. <laughs> you know, you can't just. You know, you might have to have a completely different strategy. So it's yeah. like things. Right? And it's and it's you know what like what one thing that I did learn as well like it's not all as sexy as it's made out to be. You know, I can watch four Grant Cardone videos on YouTube and be like, oh my god, like I'm buying real estate. I'm going to get fifteen people. Mate, try try managing four or five people who all have you know different interests, who who all have their own passions, who all have you know their own selfish intentions, long term or whatever it may be. It does it can be difficult, so it is important. I mean, like you know, jokes aside, but like you guys obviously all together, but at least you are all joined on the same mission and purpose. Yeah. Whereas you know sometimes it's it's not it's not for everyone. So I mean, by all means, try it, but. I think it just comes back to actually thinking about what is that you want. Because once once you know what you want, I mean, you guys do it every day. Cal, if Cal signs me up today, right, what do you want to achieve? Oh, I want to achieve this. Why? Well, I feel like this. Tell me about that. This that's And this is all sales as well, but let's just roll with fitness. He asked me the questions that he needs to know to create me a blueprint to get me from where I am now, sexy, slim, good looking, to kind of, you know, this, this new version of myself that I want to, <laughs> that I want to be. So he, he does it every day for clients, you know, any new client consultation onboarding, you know, we understand what our clients want, but then the same people, not Cal, but the, the same people that are doing the consultations, the same people that are, you know, telling people, right, this is what the first month's going to look like starting your calories a little bit lower, let us drop some weight, some water weight. After that, we're going to put your calories up a little bit. Mate, I could get anyone shredded inside out. It's, it's in my brain, right? And I know the process, but what people don't do is the same thing with their business, right? This month, I want to do this. I'm going to post this content. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to people this. I'm going to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it every single day for their clients, but then they're not having or creating a structural plan for themselves. 
You know, it's kind of like they're looking after everyone else other than themselves. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I was, you know, guilty. I mean, even when I started consulting, I started scaling, I think, two or three people in particular to monthly um, achievements financially that I wasn't even at yet because I was spending so much time working on their services. I was letting all mine go, you know, go to shit. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important to, as I said at the first, get off that hamster wheel and take that step back and think, right, what do I, you know, what is it that I want? I used, you know what? I used to encourage people to take two weeks off social media because that'll give them some clarity. When they were working with me, I used to say to them, take the next two weeks off social media. Most people would break after 24 hours. Oh, we just lost Cal. I thought he's frozen. (laughs) Um, But yeah, most people, um, most, what was I saying? So, I can't believe really us. <laughs> distracted by cow. Um, it, I was saying so. Take two weeks off social media. Yeah, that's it. And the, and the reason that they can't do that is because they're so plugged into what everyone else is doing, what everyone else has wants that their mind starts to go mad and they start to think about you know what is it that they actually want. And they're like, you know, most people know Kylie Jenner better than than, than they know themselves. So when people actually take that step back and think about you know who are who am i what I, I once took a month off social media and you know i understand the importance of social media but in that month all i did was read more but i did exactly what i would normally do i read business i learned business i spoke to people about business yeah. so that that for me was kind of a wake-up call to say you know what like social media is not influencing my decisions but for a lot of people it you know it really is that's the thing of like where that you know like those not everyone needs a, a um, I think Cal's just said his internet's gone down, but we, not everyone needs a, like a business plan that's like, okay, I'm going to be turning over this much every week, every month, you know, and this is where I need to be in however many months, years, whatever. But they probably do need that idea of their vision and their core values because your core values are essentially your core behaviors. And if you can establish those and have an understanding of your consumers and stuff and everything like that, you'll know the behaviors you need to implement every day. Yeah. Um, you know what you're working towards, you know, your mission, your vision, which are two yeah. things really. But then, and you know, the people you're trying to help and then it all just falls into place and they have that strategy kind of laid out, which is what you're kind of saying, like having that plan, which isn't yeah. the strict it, business plan, but it's a plan of action. of like Yeah. And, and you know what? That is important to know. Like that's so important to know. Cause I mean, having one bad day where you're, you know, we all throw a pity party every now and again where we're tired and we just think, you know what, I'm just going to watch Lord of the Rings back to back and just lay in my pants. Like we, we, we all do have those days time to time, like that's fine. But if you're having a shit week or a shit month or, you know, shit half a year, a year, you really do need to understand what your mission and stuff is because you're not going to want to get kind of keep going with it is what you're doing. It's very, it's very easy to start, you know, and, th- and this is kind of why you see trainers go... Cal says he's back in, but this is um, kind of where you see trainers bounce from offering one service to another service, to another service, to another service, because they forgot what their mission was when they first, when they first came into the industry. Yeah. You know, well, well, they never had one, you know, that's the thing of the, and that will be the wake up call for some people because coming up with a mission statement and a, you know, I had to do it for the thing is, it's quite hard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, especially it's just to care about it. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's one it's one thing to put in your bio. I help men over thirty five find confidence. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. That, 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 that's one thing as a mission statement, but that's, that's not a true mission statement. A, a true mission statement is like, you know, why, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Genuinely doing. Yeah. And that, you know, a true vision statement, you, you know, this thing, I had a, a guy help us out, come up, who does this sort of thing of like, he'll come in and he literally kind of evaluates your behaviors as a business and then condenses it down into one sentence give or take maybe a short paragraph but it's which is hard and that's why companies pay other people hundreds of thousands of dollars and pounds to do that i i I did it luckily with us it's you know companies on scales of like thousands of workers where they you know they'll do seminars and they kind of see how the people behave and then they kind of go okay this is kind of what i think you guys do um Whereas us, you know, I had to, I asked the guys and kind of got their inputs on, you know, how we, you know, what they think our purpose is and, and all this stuff. And then I kind of amalgamated that and tweaked it and took quite a few attempts and landed on something eventually that we were like, yeah, I think that's what we do. That's like the mission of the education side and there's the mission of the coaching side. And like yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and it, and it, but that's that then when we're clear on that, like you say, it's easy to manage, you know, to work as a team because we're all kind of on the same path and we understand the vision understand the the mission and, the, and exactly. then, you know do you know what Luke? that that's like you've hit the nail on the head there as well but so, i mean i was saying this to craig earlier um in a world in this world we and this is you know we're going quite deep now so sit yourselves back guys um but we in a world you can be anything and anyone so the hardest thing is actually choosing who you want to be and what you want to do you know, so once people actually go on that little mission, it doesn't like, listen, you don't need to go to the Himalayas or whatever to, you know, pray with the monks and stuff. Like you can just do this kind of by just tuning out from socials or even just taking 10 minutes on a walk. You know, I know that you guys from knowing you guys, like some of your clients do grounding stuff. You know, this th- there's reasons that you're doing these, you know, certain things. And once once you under kind of once you understand that, things do begin begin to get, you know, easier um and what you were just saying as well you need to make sure you like like imagine if your um, brand values were things like fun bubbly um and some or even better like let's just say yours were expertise integrity professionalism and then you were none of those things that's that you know that that's what i see as well like we hold ourselves to standards the reason that you guys are where you are is because you have standards of doing things and you attract people who want to be on those standards or are at those standards you know, I imagine me talking about money, but then having no money. You know, imagine me telling I'm going to grow your business when I can't even grow a business. How common is that? <laughs> yeah. Imagine me saying I'm going to get you to Olympia and I've never, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, now people are going to argue, well, Chris Aceto is not, you know, Olympia. Right. Okay. We're going to have, you know, the odd few people that are just exceptional, like Harry Brambot or whatever it may be that's got like these people. But chances are you're going to do better if you've been on stage or look phenomenal yourself. You know, if I, if I, if I'm really overweight and struggling, the last thing I'm going to do is put on a Nike compression top and start telling people I'm going to get you shredded, you know? So we have to have our own, we have to have our own standards and, and stand for something ourselves as well. And just whilst we're on standards, it's probably worth mentioning that people really need to audit themselves as well. Like if you, if you, if someone wants to come and work for me, like, come but have i want some standards like hold yourself a certain way be professional whatever it may be when you're working for yourself you're not having no board meetings you're not having no kpis goals milestones no one's checking if you start doing your check-ins people are just plodding on and like their standards just start to slip so much it's like 
you know, someone checks in eight between 8 a.m. and 12, and it's like, oh, I'll get back to them on Sunday. No, hold yourself accountable, have some standards and kind of have routines and structures in place because not only is it going to help grow your business and make your clients more satisfied, but you're going to be able to work less and start actually spending time with family, dogs, whatever it may be. You know, me and Carl are dog people. Just at home. You <laughs> came up with the thing of discipline equals freedom. It's that. Jacko something, yeah. Jocko. Yeah. Jocko, don't, yeah. Call him ja- don't call him Jacko, mate. He'll slit your throat. Like, <laughs> man's a madman. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. You know, it does. Discipline. That, that's what we're talking about. Like, you set the standards and hold yourself to them. And even when you're... Yeah. That's the stuff, you know. You see it all the time in these physique athletes and who are prepping. Mm-hmm. And they have the shit days, but they just fucking do it. Like, yeah, and, and again, it comes back to understanding what you want and what, you know, I I had uh, I can't do what you and Carl do in the gym. You know, my identity tells me that I am the animal still, but I'm a different kind of animal now. My coliseum's gone from the gym to emails and messages, you know. <laughs> like, what I do now is business. So I think for a lot of people, it's kind of understanding, you know, what are you willing to do or, you know, what are your expertise in as well? Not everyone needs to be like everyone else, you know? So I think it's under, and also don't tell me, you know, that you want to run a 2.5 million pound business in the next 24 months, but work four hours a week because you've read Tim Tim Ferriss's book. Like it's like, again, I've not done 2.5 mil, so I can't, you know, tell you that I know what it's like myself, but nor can, but I'm pretty confident it's going to take more than four hours a week, (laughs) you know? That depends what you're selling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> very true. Yeah. What's narcos? You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Um, I'm just trying to. I thought Hannah just shouted something that we should be selling then. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, Luke. I know we, we've not touched on this, but we've gone over kind of what people should consider and kind of the need to know what they want. Once they've figured out all those things, I think from there, it's just kind of being consistent with your messaging and, and telling people, you know, what you, what, what is that you're doing, relaying your message to people over and over again, producing content and just being really consistent with that. You know, as I said earlier, we don't, we don't need for anyone that's in fitness, listening to this now, you don't need stock. You don't need officers. You don't need, overheads you just need to pick up your phone talk on your stories message people talk to people build networks don't force anything and over time now as you guys are learning you guys were doing so good but now it's like how can we make that even better to provide to give more impact to provide a better service through automation and technology and that's exactly you know there's there's no reason that i mean i used to do every email every every email every check-in every inquiry I mean, check-ins is probably something that you don't realistically want to outsource if you're providing a bespoke service or a premium. But everything else, there is automation and there is technology for it. You know, we, 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 as we've, you know, talked about with you, we've got emails, we've got, you know, there's advertising, there's SEO, there's website. There's so many things that you can do, but it, again, it is an evolution. You're not going to start overnight and be like, right, I'm going to do everything. You know, it's first master your organic strategies have a plan in place, you know, set some automations maybe so you're not spending as much time on socials and you're focusing on the things that produce you income, like quality of service and, you know, speaking to people, you know. 
And then from there, it's like, right, okay, well, I'm in a really good position now. And this is where, you know, it's probably, this is not for this podcast, but this is where you then start to get smart with the money that you're making and start to learn how to allocate that capital, right? I need, I need, I need a marketing budget, you know? Otherwise, what I've seen people do is they're just going to get taxed on a lot of money that they could have put to work elsewhere within the business, you know? So then that's where we start to think, right, I'll start with organic socials, but now I'm going to do some ads. Now I'm going to do some email. Now I'm going to get this person to help me out. Now I'm going to get a videographer. There's so many things that you can do to scale a business. It's all just understanding what's first and then putting some kind of structure to it. Mm. Amen. Amen. So if you are interested in scaling your business, guys, please buy my online course. (laughs) (laughs) And on that, that is probably a good place to wrap up. So the... um... I mean, there's a lot. I've not got an online course, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And I'm sure we'll be getting Dan back home because, like I said, there's tons more we can can discuss. Um, And that was. I definitely, if if everyone would like to have me back, I'd definitely love to talk something about, again, let's not focus on the next three to five clients, but let's focus on the next three to five, if not 35 years, you know, what you can do as a professional with your money to start protecting yourself for your futures. Mm. Yeah. That could be a good one for the, get that money. Right. That could be a good one for the education portal. The price is right. My friend. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But no, thank you for coming on my man. Um, Absolutely. pleasure. I mean, where can uh, people, find you i know you i don't know if your instagram is 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 public anymore but i know hedges so i don't know if people um yeah listen i'm not huge i mean there may be a day that i do come back to instagram like properly and use it but i'm i really just enjoy networking behind the scenes having some form of privacy and if anyone is listening to this i got a lot of requests on you know from the education portal and i've accepted you know a few but there's definitely uh, i think there's like just shy of a hundred now um but yeah that's nothing personal it's just i don't really use insta all that much i'll have a period where i'll use a story you know here and there and you know what there may be a day where i do return but um you can check out hedgesocials.com that's more so for people interested in you know actually they've got some sort of structure in place and they're interested in um really scaling it through you know advertising or content now um, but other than that, I mean, what, what I usually say, Luke, and what I once said before is I will find, I will actually find out about people, you know, this is not being arrogant, but I genuinely have a radar of people that maybe, you know, I'm interested in working with one day. I told Cal a year before I was working with you guys, listen, I'm like, we're, we're going to do something, but that's, you know, so that's, that wasn't me kind of, you know, message me or whatever. I just, I'm just looking for certain people that I can have kind of significant impact on now. So by all means, check out Hedge Socials and um, follow me on Instagram if you want to, but there's no promises. <laughs> I'm going to be doing much with it yet. But we'll, uh, and we'll be, I'm sure, getting him back on here in, on the portal for those that want to kind of get, in, get inside this man's head a bit. Yeah. And I think ju- just one last word from me, guys, it would be, you know, if you are professionals listening to this and, you know, you, you're not in the portal, this, this by no means... It is a plug, but it's, it's it's not a plug. But the reason that I, I do plug the portal is because it does separate the people in the portal from not being within the portal. There was nothing like that for me when I was a PT. And I think if I had that qualification 
and that resource and that community, you know, I could have done even better with it as well, especially when it comes to the content front as well. So if you're not in, by all means, like check it out. Because I know Luke and Cal won't plug it, but I definitely will because it is worth its weight in gold. So oh, I'd encourage yeah, everyone. There'll be the plug at the beginning of the the episode that everyone would have skipped probably. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, separate the men from the boys and uh, oh, draw, draw the water. I'll, uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably check in the post, Dan. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate that, mate. Um, and um, and yeah, yeah, it would be cool. But and like yeah, for those that do want to check it out, there's a five-day free trial so yeah perfect guys thanks for having me appreciate pleasure. it pleasure thank you for coming dude thank you mate thank you for listening to the muscle mentors podcast just a quick shout out to our sponsors who support the channel and everything we do in the realms of education and coaching within the industry firstly our original sponsor supplement needs they've been with us from the start if you're seeking the highest quality supplements on the market particularly organ support and health orientated products you can use code muscle mentors at checkout for 10 percent off your order precision prep our recently introduced food preparation partner delivering the finest quality meal prep across the uk featuring their new pro prep range a concept closely developed with us to solve an issue we see day to day with time limitations and nutritional compromise. If you're seeking the highest quality nutrition delivered to your door for the best price, look no further. Use code MUSCLEMENTALS at checkout for 15% off your first order and 10% thereafter. And lastly, RAR Optics, the highest grade blue, lock, blue light blocking glasses on the market with the slickest style. In a world filled with artificial light, particularly those with high screen time, I can certainly say I'm one of them. These can be a real game changer for sleep quality and recovery, something we use personally on a day-to-day -day basis. Grab yourself a pair by using code MUSCLEMENTALS at checkout for money off all orders. Once again, thank you for your continued support. Until next time.